0: Welcome back to Sidelines. I'm your host, Adam Burns, and this is the first Champions Edition of Sidelines. In this series, we'll be looking back at some of the memorable championship teams from around Troy School District. And with the state soccer playoffs underway, we're going to start by going in-depth with the 1989 state soccer champions, the Troy Athens Redhawks. To get there, we have to go back a little further. Late summer 1979, to be exact, where it's mid-morning at a soccer field in Bloomfield and tryouts for the Detroit Express are underway. Two legends are about to square off in a finishing drill. The shooter, Trevor Francis, who earlier that year became the first million-pound player in the English Football League and scored the winner for Nottingham Forest in the European Cup Final.
1: Robertson, the first we seen them attack them, and
0: He was a player whose legacy had already been written. The goalkeeper, Tim Storch, a recent Central Michigan graduate who starred on their fledgling soccer team, was a legend whose legacy was still to come. Ten years on from that day, Storch had turned the Troy Athens Redhawks into one of the most storied programs in Michigan soccer history, leading a decade of dominance that resulted in eight league championships, eight district championships, six regional championships, and four state championships including the 1989 state championship we're going to look closer at here, an astonishing amount of success, and it all could have been so different.
2: I knew soccer was really growing at the high school level, so I, I looked for communities that, that um, might be growing population-wise and also might uh, be growing from a soccer standpoint and looking to add and say, well, maybe I can parlay this into you know, a, a teaching and coaching job.
0: That's him, Tim Storch, former CMU Chippewa, looking around for his first job and
2: education. I originally um, wanted the Troy High job because uh, I had I had subbed a lot in Troy before I was hired, and I'd spent a lot of time at Troy High, and um, you know the powers that be kind of told me that that Troy High had had better soccer players going over there, especially in in that particular time period i didn't get that job but um uh, i got the athens job and i remember i was very happy to get the athens job and 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 that kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder and i kind of used that as a chip for everybody else
0: oh troy hi you could have had them the trophies they all could have been yours but it wasn't meant to be and it wasn't a single chip on the shoulder that launched the trophy-filled '80s for Athens, but a philosophy that grounded the program in fitness, hard work, and determination. And it all started with a solid foundation.
2: It's like building a house. You, you can't build a good house unless you have a great foundation. And uh, you know, the foundation of any strong program is its youth program. And we have three thousand kids playing youth soccer. Um, and you know, it's just by by natural maturation that, that of those 3,000, you're going to get, you know, um, 20, uh, 40, 50, 100 that are going to turn out to be pretty decent players.
0: One of those decent players was Kyle Kettlehut, a member of the Troy Falcons youth team and future captain of the 1989 Troy
3: Athens Redhawks. When I think back about it, I just am amazed at how many, like, good players we we had for, like, my age group and the age group after mine. Um, it was just amazing.
0: With so many kids, so much talent in the Athens pipeline, it was important to incorporate them into the program from an early age.
2: I made a point of it to uh, incorporate young kids uh, from you know youth teams, whether they were house teams or travel teams, to be you know ball boys at our games because I wanted them to you know get the aura of what success was.
3: I was fortunate enough to have an older sister who played uh, also for, the, 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 for Tim Storch uh, and Troy Athens, uh, the, the, the women's soccer team. And she was a phenomenal player. So, so I loved to watch my sister play, and, uh, and she was very successful. And when she went to high school, that's when I, I kind of opened my eyes up to playing, playing high school soccer.
1: Growing up, it was not uncommon for kids to go over to the stadium and watch a soccer game. That's Todd Hugh, senior defender on the 1989 team. Everybody knew that, you know, Athens soccer, while a relatively young program was, was one that was competing for state titles and you're watching these guys in front of you play and, um, you just waiting for it to be your turn to be the one playing under the lights and the one competing for the, for the championships.
0: Prior to kicking a ball for any Storch-era Athens team, there was an ordeal to undergo, a rite of passage known to all Athens
2: players. Hell week. You know, when you came to play soccer at Athens, uh, it was a tradition. You were expected to be um, a player that would be you know, competing for a state title. And uh, that was a tradition that we, we tried to build and, and uh, foster. It was kind of brutal. Uh, you know,
3: we 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 would go on. We have different types of uh, you know running exercise, whether it be I think it was something called Green Bay's, where we're running ten 100 yard sprints, and then you go down 90, 80, 70, uh, all the way down to a 10, to a 10 yard sprint, and then back up again. And then you had these things called progressives, where you're running around the field. You'd walk and run around the field, probably I don't know about 10 times just to complete whatever the program was
1: it was expected that you were going to be, to be fit. So there was nothing organized. There wasn't like an off season program. You just knew what the fitness standards were. You knew when you were going to run these tests, you didn't know in what order.
3: You know, it's, it's funny. I, you know, I look back at that and I go, well, that's probably the reason why I stopped playing after high school. Cause I was worn out. But, uh, you know, he he did a great job at conditioning us. I, I do think that no matter what, especially for for the years that I played, we were definitely the most conditioned team any at any time.
1: We were always one of the most fit, if not the fittest teams uh, around.
0: Coming off a heartbreaking state semifinal loss the year before, Coach Storch found his 1989 team physically fit, extremely talented and deep, and motivated to go all the way.
2: We had. 11 starters but the next 11 I could I could I could put in as well my task was to take that rivalry that they had and maybe a little animosity that they had about who was on the a team who was on the B team and meld them together and, and they did they came together and uh, really played well and hard. I always would tell them hey you know what uh, you're gonna come back 10 20 30 years from now to reunions and you're going to talk about soccer. You're going to talk about this team and what we did, and uh, you're making memories that are going to last a lifetime. Um, no matter where you guys go, this is going to be something that, that will always be kind of a, a bond that you guys
1: have. We had a pretty close-knit group of guys as well. So, uh, you know, while there was some some good competition, I never really felt like I was, was losing my spot to somebody else. It was somebody else was having an opportunity, or they had a better game than I did
3: that day. This year was the year where my class kind of took over. We were the majority of the players on the field, and we didn't think we could lose. We didn't, there was no possibility that that was, like, to me, that that was going to happen.
0: Though the belief was there, there were losses. Oakland County soccer in the 1980s was just like it is today, exceptional. And one of the best teams around was Coach Storch's old rival, the provider of that powerful chip on the shoulder, Troy High School.
2: There were a lot of years that had we not won the state title, they probably would have won because we ended up knocking them out. You pretty much knew you were going to play them three times. You know, whether it was Troy or Adams or or Rochester, you're you're going to play them three times. And, uh, you know, you you basically try to go to school and and learn what their strengths and weaknesses are. And uh, uh, Troy had an outstanding team.
0: On the road at the old Troy High School, a late Saturday evening kickoff, a game that could potentially define the 1989 season for the Red Hawks pretty sure that we were up three, nothing, maybe three, one, um, on the road, the
1: old Troy high school, which is now the the community center. It was a Saturday night, Saturday night game. It didn't even kick off until eight o'clock PM. And, um, the whole community was there. The home bleachers were full. The away bleachers were full. People were standing along the, the fence lines. Um, and we, we blew the lead and, uh, we, we took a bus ride home a couple of miles in silence and, uh, headed back into the stadium, and we uh, we had a little bit of a of a fitness session um, to to learn how to maybe close close games a little bit uh, in a little bit better of a fashion. And I think it, it in hindsight it kind of like motivated us for the for the playoffs to to finish strong.
0: It would be a lesson learned during the regular season against Troy. Athens drew three three and lost two zero before facing inevitably. Those very Colts in the opening round of the playoffs, one final crosstown matchup for the seniors, a game in which everything
3: was at stake. You had everybody I grew up playing soccer with on the field together, playing against each other or with each other. And, uh, you know, every year when we would play Troy High, it was always for bragging rights, you know, for the whole year. You'd see the other guys at the club you know, during the club season, and, you know, you'd have bragging rights. But this time, this game was, like, bragging rights for a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, and so the game was just absolutely intense, and there were so many, like, battles going on you know like uh, you know you know guys you know uh, larry knox versus chris miller and their speed and ball control and 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 they're battling all game and if anybody ever has ever has the chance to watch the highlights or see the the film itself of the game you know it was non-stop those two were like again like a one-on-one against each other the entire game and you know my my own personal memory about it was just the uh You know, the goal that John Farley scored to win the game, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a part of it and passing him the ball. And I was like right behind him, just a couple of feet or maybe yards. And, you know, I just remember him like making a move, taking a shot. And I just remember seeing the ball rolling, hitting the side netting and just the whole place exploded.
0: Ecstasy for the Red Hawks, a triumphant win over Troy, an atmosphere to cherish forever. But there was still all to play for, still business to take care of. And the team followed up with a one nothing win over Rochester, a one nothing win over Adams, and a 3 nothing win over Groves to set up perhaps the most memorable game of the season, a game in which all kinds of strange things happen, starting with the bus ride there, or rather, when Kyle Kettlehut pulled into the parking lot at Athens to discover the bus had left without
3: him. It was probably the scariest moment in my life to pull up to the parking lot of troy athens not see a bus not see anybody waiting for a bus and be like oh my god what just is going on here and uh, i don't really remember how i got to the field but i do remember uh walking to the bus and the team all the, you know the whole team's in there the coach is in there i think the cheerleaders are in there and i walk onto the bus and it's just dead quiet And I just know I'm in trouble. And Storch gives me that look and he pretty much just says, you're benched or you're not starting or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, Uh, you know, I'm not going to play in the quarterfinal game in the state tournament. What is, you know, my, like, I was just devastated.
0: Perhaps it was a sign of things to come. 30 seconds into the game, John Farley put the Red Hawks one up. 30 seconds later, Frazier responded. Back and forth they went for the first nine minutes until. The score was, I'll, I remember three three, nine
1: minutes into the game, and the Frazier workers of the game couldn't couldn't get people through the line fast enough. There was a line, you know, around the gate and people coming into the game
0: ten minutes into the game thinking they're gonna see this great game, they've already missed six goals. Madness. And in that chaos, the penalty for missing the bus was forgiven.
3: I just remember Storch looking over at me and Sean and going, Childress, Kettle Hut, get in there.
1: Didn't see any movement. Uh, over by the substitution area Uh, and then I did see movement over to the substitution area and I kind of went off the field with my tail between my legs and and ran over and sat at the end of the bench and then uh, I think after we gave up our fourth goal uh, of that game um, and the score was tied 4-4 we we had an all-american goalkeeper on our team that year he was incredible still probably to this day one of the best high school goalies that I had ever seen but our backup goalie was awesome and so it did, it, we would feel pretty good to be in there. And after the fourth goal, Coach Storch pulled our uh, All-American goalkeeper, and and he came off with a few choice words for Coach. And
0: <laughs> Coach told him to grab a towel and go over and cry next to Hugh. <laughs> Harsh. A public benching in a big game, but it was a game the team had to have, and a
3: team ready to use its depth to get the job done. It is now four to four, and. In- you know, you don't see this and, and you don't see it from us. And our, you know, we had four goals scored on us. We hadn't had four goals scored on us in one game ever. And then I got, again, I got lucky. I was in the right spot at the right time. And I end up scoring my last high school goal in the in the quarterfinal. And we win five to four. And, and it's one of those games, like, I'll never forget. Like the weirdness of the goals, the feeling of just being lost. And then the exuberance of winning at the end.
0: A 3-1 win over Grand Blanc in the semifinal set up a championship date with Plymouth-Salem. After the intensity and chaos of the Troy High and Frazier games, the championship may have seemed a bit of an anti but the boring nature of the game is due more to an
3: excellent defensive performance by the Red Hawks. It wasn't a super exciting game. I know that our defense was just outstanding. Uh, you know, we had... Oh, we, we had just had such a strong defense, and, and Mark Slemach and Gold made so many saves. And um, so I, 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 it, was, it was almost like we just kept beating off waves and waves and waves of attacks.
1: It was back in the day where you used to be able to still pass back to the goalkeeper and they could pick it up. And their center back turned around and made a pass back to the goalkeeper and it didn't get there fast enough. And we had kind of stripped the back pass and scored a goal, and that was it. Still one of the most memorable things, you know, of. of of my life, really. I mean, you, you, you have this goal to make the varsity soccer team and you make the varsity soccer team and then you get to play on the biggest stage. You only play the game for,
0: for a couple of hours, but you're, you're a champion for, for life. It was a win that capped not just an amazing season, but an amazing decade for Athens. The Red Hawks would add another state championship in 1997 and in 2012, after 30 years at the helm, Tim Storch retired from teaching and coaching at Athens. His career stats are worth mentioning, and Colts fans have to wonder, what were they thinking in that interview? It all could have been theirs. How can you replace a legend? The man given that unenviable task was found up the road at Rochester High School, a man who was ready to come home, 1989 defender Todd Hugh. When I was coaching at Rochester, I had a few opportunities
1: to coach at other places, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy here unless I get the opportunity to
0: coach at Athens. Just two coaches in the history of the program. It's a continuity that has allowed the values and culture of a success created in the 1980s to sustain into the fifth decade of Red Hawk soccer. Coach Hugh led the Redhawks to several league and district championships and in an appearance in the state championship game in 2016 before, in 2019... 30 years after the 1989 state championship. It happened, it happened. This is so great. Troy Athens, boy, soccer won the state in a four to one victory in double overtime against Traverse City. Now coach, Hugh has won it all for a second time this year as a coach and also as a player in 89.
1: Because I am experienced the feeling as as a player and because i had experienced the feeling with another group of uh, of kids elsewhere and had already celebrated like a 10-year anniversary with them um i i knew that it was i knew what it was going to be like for those kids and and then selfishly and personally it was a lot extra special the fact that it was 30 years later the fact that it was done at the at the at the school that I went to and I grew up in and I played at, uh, made it all that that much special. And it's kind of the 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 same thing. Well, you know, although it happened in in 2019, it'll it'll be there, it'll be there forever. And to to say that you know I was able to to be a part of a team as a as a player and able to be a part of a team as a coach and and both then with uh, state championships 30 years apart is something I don't think I'll I'll ever forget.
3: You're just proud to see that that Troy and Troy Athens has continued doing the same things. And for, for Todd Hugh to become coach Hugh for me, uh, is, is a very, um, I don't know what we call it. A very understandable legacy to continue, uh, with him replacing, uh, Tim Storch and taking on the helm and continuing like the traditions and, 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 and the quality, uh, maintaining the quality that, uh, that Troy has always had.
0: As we discussed at the beginning, there were two legends on the field that summer day in 1979. One who was yet to create their legacy, and Athens soccer is the legacy of Tim Storch, so he can take the final word on what that means.
2: I've coached now over 40 years. Uh, 30, 30 of those years, 60 of those seasons were spent at Athens, and and um, you know, regardless where my coaching career takes me or, or what. Else, I might be fortunate to be part of. You know, I I, I will always be remembered as as uh, a Red Hawk soccer coach, and and I am uh, literally tremendously proud of that, and uh, wear that as as an honor. And um, I'm glad to see that that the program is still doing well in Todd's hands, and uh, you know, it, it, there's a kind of a sense of pride that I have that that one of my former players is is uh, in charge of program and not some stranger right? it still gives me some connection to the program which which i feel real good about
0: a big thanks to tim storch kyle kettlehut and todd hugh for sharing their memories with us and good luck to the athens soccer team when they take on groves tonight at seven o'clock at home in the opening round of district play good luck also to the troy colts who open tomorrow night at home at six o'clock against oak park and i imagine it goes without saying but if the Redhawks and colts win their first two games they will square off in the district final same as it ever was thanks as always to tuning into sidelines and to this special champions episode we'll see you at the game